The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the other side, welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of hope. Messages of Hello, my friends, and welcome back for another live session on YouTube Live and Facebook Live. I'm really enjoying doing these live sessions because I get comments every time I do one from people who didn't realize that we were gonna do a live session and they just happened to be online and they said, hey, what's this? Let me check this out. And that way you find out all about the messages of hope that we share every time we do a broadcast. My shows are all about helping you to know that you are never alone. You're part of a greater reality and we can tune in at any time for guidance, for healing, for comfort to our guides, to our loved ones who have passed. It's just such good stuff. So I've been running around like a chicken with a head today. We have uh, our big summer tour is starting a little late this summer, but Ty and I are bringing the big bus into the driveway tomorrow to load it up for a few months on the road with a couple of really fun stops along the way. I want to put a little banner up here to show you. We are heading to Rhinebeck, New York. Where's that banner? Yeah. Any of you ever heard of the Omega Institute? I have a three-day retreat up there next month in July, and they still have availability. Join me for learning how to make the connection yourself across the veil. And then after that, where are we heading? Heading uh, over to Ohio for my personal mediumship plus class later in the summer. But that's all in the future. Right here, right now, I have a guest who I am so looking forward to hearing all about her work. Cindy Dale is a fellow faculty member with the Shift Network, an intuitive healer. I'm going to invite her in to tell you all about herself. As you know from watching this show, I don't like to read biographies. I just have a good chat. So Cindy Dale, welcome to the show. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm glad you don't read biographies. We don't in everyday life, do we? When we go to the mall and we talk to somebody, they don't pull out a piece of paper. So, (laughs) But but we would take up the full time together if I read yours, because I've I've spent quite a bit of time on your website lately and really impressive. I'll just just start right off with 30 books. You are a busy lady. 
30 books is a lot of books. I was at a wedding last year after the lockdown, you know, ended. So I was so excited to go someplace. I go to a wedding and my cousin's there and he said, what have you been doing? And I said, I, I wrote 30 books. And he goes, wait a minute. Why would you even do that? <laughs> I said, you know, Steve, you just kind of repeat some of the same information and you keep going. Not really. <laughs> but once it's in your veins, I think for any of us, right, Suzanne, when you have a passion, you just keep doing it. You don't end. You, you, you just keep following your passion. That's it. You, you can't not do it. So tell, tell everybody what the, the overhaul work is all about for you. It's energy. It's really about energy. And I did not have that word. None of us did when, you know, we were little kids. Uh, when I was a little kid, I was all about energy, but I didn't know that word. Uh, I could see spirits, colors around people. I had a sense of what everybody was feeling. I remember going to my first funeral when I was five. My mother's friend, Jean, had died and her body's in the casket, and but she's up there. And I'm like, well, how come nobody's looking at Jean? <laughs> Jean's, Jean's looking at us. So, you know, you know, my life path has just been one of uncovering kind of what is energy, what's the meaning of it, what's intuition, what's spirit, you know, and science and spirit. And I'm still uncovering and unfolding. Well, we're going to dive into oh, I, I want to go in about three or four different directions right right away. So I'm going to have to ask my team to be the traffic cop here. Um, OK, so you say that you're an intuitive healer so you're focusing on intuition and healing i'm going to make a note because there's one question i have to ask you yet clearly you could call yourself a medium you're seeing people's spirits you're seeing those who have passed but you're not specifically doing mediumship yet i'm sure it plays into what you do why the healing direction okay so I'm going to speak first about why I don't call myself a medium, which I know you are and teach. And it's a wonderful, lovely, you know, kind of underpinning. Um, I do hear spirits, not all the time. I, I might hear the soul of a client I'm working with. And a lot of times, just as with you, my guides will come in and they'll give me words. They'll tell me what to say. I could actually get a little lazy sometimes because the guides tell me everything. <laughs> so I find that I'm cautious about bringing fully through a being, an entity or a spirit because my body doesn't always like the feeling, you know, of having, you know, some, something leap into me, which I, you don't have to do. But the first time I was actually taught mediumship several years ago, 20 years ago, I'm sitting in a class. The teacher doesn't give us any boundaries. And she just says, well, talk to a dead person. Oh my I'm God. Like, yeah, we do not do that, right? Maybe it was 25 years ago. Yeah. It was not, you know, and my whole like right arm and neck start prickling with heat, hot energy. And I can feel this being moving into me. It's very uncomfortable and shaky. And I hear this voice in my head go, hi, I'm Tom the sailor. And I was like, Tom the sailor, go get your own body. <laughs> so... I, you know, I like, I like working with the guides. I sometimes, and I wonder how you cope with may, this. May I interrupt you just for a second there? Yeah. So many of my current students and former students do, do uh, tune into this show. So I just want to emphasize, 
take classes from a teacher who will teach you how to have boundaries. You don't have to worry about having spirits merge with you when you recognize you are the light of consciousness, that this is safe work and you hold the highest intention. Right, Cindy? Exactly. And that would be exactly the commercial I would be getting you know, for people too. So I'm very cautious with that type of mediumship. Um, and sometimes it's because I'm never quite sure when I'm working with a client, if somebody they want to talk to is going to show up or not. I mean, right. There's options on the other side. It's, sure. yeah. they, they don't want to talk. They're not going to talk. And more often than not, the person who shows up sometimes says some things that the client doesn't necessarily want to hear either. <laughs> yes. So we're going to have to get you back and talk all about mediumship. Yes. My, my guides just said, let's move on to two different things. I want to, I would love to hear your definition of energy. And then I'll hold the second one until after we talk about that. Love it. I just love that we have like visitors talking to each other. So we're both being directed to what to yes. say. See, we get to be lazy, you know, with that too. Energy to me is very simple. I take it from more of a science point of view. To me, energy is information that moves because science has proven that everything is what it is or becomes something new because of information. It's all data and everything vibrates. And so that's all energy is. Um, love, grace is just love in motion. So everything we're working with, Einstein said it's so of all the famous and not famous greats, everything's made out of energy. But in our world, we're working with subtle energy so much more frequently than physical. Subtle, less measurable, sometimes measurable, 99.999% of all reality is the subtle, invisible stuff. And it's not what we're taught about in school, not the schools I've been to anyway. <laughs> right. So right. healing, and I'm back to a question you asked, why do healing, not mediumship? You know, healing is just kind of the bringing about of what's supposed to be here. And so, you know, I work with the subtle energetics to get data or to help move those subtle energies for myself or others or to teach them how to do this. So what's supposed to be here can be here. Wow, I love it. So you have a program coming up with the Shift Network. It's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on because I don't, I could bring on any of the faculty members, but yours just jumped right out at me. And we even told people what we were gonna to talk to talk about today is so intriguing is you're you have a term in that this workshop is this free event is built around called the god spot getting to know the god spot let me see where's my little thing here yeah yeah so you're we're going to talk for a whole hour about getting to know the god spot but what is that so the God spot is actually a space and a place in the middle of your heart chakra. It is not the heart chakra though. It's not the center of the heart chakra. It's a place where your spirit indwells with whatever you want to call the greater spirit. And I firmly believe that each of us also have a cell, C-E-L-L, -L, not a cell, S-E-L-L, -L, like a cell of the universe or the divine in here with us uniquely. And studying all the different ancient esoteric medical systems and spiritual cultures, there's always been this sense, you know, that that we are one in the body of the divine. We are one. So why would we not actually have a unique aspect, 
a unique cell of the divine in us. Um, you know what I've seen in healing over the years is very frequently being an energy healer or doing spiritual healing gets to be this sort of a woo-woo thing, right? You meditate, you feel your feelings, you do this or that. But the biggest concern people have is, well, how come it's not landing in the physical body? How about how about my money? You know, I have to pay the rent. I, I want that tumor to disappear, the chemo to work in the tumor. So understanding the physiological aspect of the God spot brings about those truly greater miracles. This I find this very interesting, and I'm, I'm not going to let you off the hook because I feel that every cell in our body is part of the divine. Now, I agree. Is this metaphorical that we have this one spot in the heart that is our connection to the divine? Both. I think it's both. I think it's metaphorical and I think it's real. So studying some of the ancient Hindu, you know, scripture, and there are different ideas about Kundalini and enlightenment. They do typically talk about how once the red Kundalini, it's this sort of electrical energy that comes up the body. Once it gets upstairs, there's all these different, you know, things that happen there. And there's a spot above the head that they call the Bindu, B-I-N-D-U, right? This one sort of part of the seventh chakra, you could say, uh, it's sort of like a prophetic center. And it seems to be that the ancient wise ones, you know, spoke about once that started to come into the body, the body hormonally changed, neurotransmitters shifted, and there's a nectar that actually comes into the body. So when we're accentuating the God spot, we're really kind of saying, hey, let's let that bindu, right? That very sacred spot that allows physical transformation along with spiritual to actually be in the center of the heart where you can operate from you know it's sort of like a car the entire part of a car is all necessary it's all car right but you need a steering wheel so the god spot's a perfect steering wheel so what are you going to teach people to do with this awareness come from it feel it own it uh, activate, you know, kind of different of your brain waves, do some healing of your ancestor issues. Science has been showing that we actually, you know, have at least 14 generations of our ancestors' memories in us chemically. Uh, it's called that epigenome. I'm sure, you know, you've been looking at it as well. So there's chemistry from our ancestors. There's emotion, their feelings, their, their disease patterns that turn diseases on and off in us. So, how how cool to work with that god spot you know and to bring in the sort of divine energy that can ease us up on what's negative from our ancestors and turn on ancestors and turn on what would be positive for us yeah, I, I i'm sorry i can't help but think i'm only going back one generation when people say you know oh my god you sound just like your mother and you go oh no <laughs> I know in a good way and then there's always those ways that you don't want to pick up from mom you're telling me we're carrying that from 14 generations that's kind of scary it's startling the the research is startling and you know it's more than 14 generations my ancestors are norwegian and they're really stubborn i think i have 1400 generations <laughs> you know kind of trying to influence me okay well, you mentioned in there while talking about the heart, you talked about brain waves. And this is the one thing that really got me beyond snagging me with God spot in the description of your event. That's this Saturday, isn't it? Yes, it is this Saturday. I definitely want to tune into this. Trust me, I do. Because 
you mentioned some brainwave states that I have not heard of. I'd like to hear a little bit more about them because I've I know how important it is for us to access normal alpha state for connecting with loved ones across the gut, the veil. But you're talking about brainwave states that I'd first of all I'd like to know are is science acknowledging these and what do we do with them? Yes, science is acknowledging these. And I personally love geeking out on science because I think science is a little bit behind spiritual healers, but also reinforcing what spiritual people have been saying for thousands of years. So we know we have these sort of normal, you know, brain waves. There's alpha, beta, delta where we're sleeping. Theta is really neat for healers, you know, because theta is sort of that hypnotic we can do healing work float around so things get really exciting suzanne when we get into the quicker brain waves so gamma. At, yeah gamma at yeah. about 30 cycles per second uh your brain waves start to go into what's called gamma and those go up to about 80 or so cycles per second so they're quicker and science has revealed that when somebody is holding gamma they tend to be in what we could call like a guru state doesn't mean they have to go be a guru and sit on a corner and teach people right for pennies there's a guru status or state where you're more at one with the universe healing energies naturally come to you and so, i'm can sorry be transmitted. yeah i've also read this is one of the things that that snagged me about your event on july june 4th this saturday was this guru state so the guru state, now I get it, is tied in with gamma brainwave. Absolutely. Yes. And that's what science is showing, you know, that when people are in that, first of all, they backed into the science. They were looking at what's happening with Tibetan monks or shamans or, you know, these people who seem to have this extraordinary effect and they're walking around like normal person. I like to think of them as also doing the laundry, though that's because I have to do the laundry. So. <laughs> They're grounded, they're real, they're every day, and yet they're more elevated. There's even a couple machines, you know, coming out through science that are working on Alzheimer's. They're actually alleviating some of the Alzheimer's symptoms by assisting people by into the gamma state. I call it a state because I don't think it's just about hitting that wave and then like, whew, passing out. What if we could be in that state? If Is it possible to hold it? I think it is. I think that I think I think that it is. I think that certain of the figures like a Dalai Lama do hold it certainly more often than Cindy Dale does, yeah. you know, much of the time. I know when I'm in it now. I know That's when I'm going to ask you because I know when I'm in alpha, when I'm doing a reading and I know when I channel my guide, Sanaya, I'm in theta. So what and you just said, you know, when you're in gamma alpha to me is very relaxed, mellow. Theta is beyond that. What's gamma feel like to you? Gamma feels, I feel intelligent in gamma. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing, isn't it? Because half the time I'm not. <laughs> I feel really present. Like I'm going to go into it right now. Okay. okay. I'm just in my God spot. Activating, you know, different rays of light that are available to us all. I feel really calm. I'm present, I'm grounded, I'm here, and I can sense or see or feel kind of ripples of energy coming off of me. I trust that whatever they do, wherever they're going, it's a good thing. So there's a little bit of what gurus call transmission happening. I can go to the grocery store like this. 
you know, and I'm not looking to be a savior, um, but I do feel very uh, available to my intuition when I'm in this state, all the way up and down through my body. This is very interesting that you mentioned that now, because I noticed this morning, I woke up, well, yesterday, pretty gunked up all day. I even had to call off a reading because it, I was just off. But today I cleared all my chakras and meditation. And when I was going about my day, I was so, I still am in the flow today, just connected and catching synchronicities left and right. And I thought, whoa, this is different. Does that feel about like it? It is. I bet you went into the gamma. You know, life is so cool, isn't it? We're not stuck in time. Uh, I have this feeling because we were going to talk about it and we're both excited about it. You just naturally went into it. You've been in it before, though. You can recognize it. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. It's like, oh, this is I love this state. Why isn't it always like this? But it's because we're human and we interact with other people in different states. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because we move around and it's a good thing to do. And uh, it, this isn't technically covered in the uh, upcoming free online event, but you know, there's brain waves higher than gamma. Too. I wanted to talk about this. Do you? I want to talk about it now, but don't let me. I don't want to forget. So let me ask it now. Is this what you're about to cover? The higher than gamma states covered in any of your thirty books yet? Uh no. But it's in my. I am going to be doing a one-year class with um, shift and it's in there. And there's a master class that just came out with me and shift, um, you know, recording it together. And it's going to talk about the higher ones and what they're for. Mm -hmm. So shift has all this stuff. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Okay, that gets introduced in that event. Yeah, that one. Yeah, whole year is quite an investment of time and money. But I'm sure you'll eventually have it in a book, though, right? They'll, it'll be in a book, and it's going to be in a free masterclass too that Shift oh. is putting out really soon. Okay, so it's free, so you can learn about it for free. But I'm, but I want people to know about it because we've got the availability of these brain waves. We're born with the birthright to to stretch in these ways. So tell. Tell me more and tell us the name of these higher brainwave states and how did you learn about them? Okay. So I learned about them because I study science. I love science. And, you know, I'm that armchair physicist who can't really understand it, but I understand what's understandable about, right, the body and physics and brainwaves. So and how to use it. And how to use it. That's the most important part in my world because I've got to live something called a functional life as do we all. So once you stretch beyond gamma, about 80 cycles per second higher to about 120 cycles per second. So your brain may feel a little weird right now. All right. You're in hyper gamma. Well, that makes sense, right? It's just really quick gamma. So it accentuates the impact of gamma, very grounded, a healing state, able to interact with your intuition, you know, able to really have that sense of oneness and know what's going on. All right. Can I talk about two other brain waves? Oh, two gosh. Yes. 
Okay. So I hope you do. <laughs> I know. I feel like that's the pregnant pause that's going, oh, yes, please. Um, there's two that intertwine at this point. Once you get faster than hypergamma, so you're going about 120 cycles per second, you're in what is sometimes now called lambda, L-A-M-B-D-A, really fast, like blow the roof off fast. Like I get dizzy even talking about it. Like I'm not going to pass out, but I'm like, whoa, this is that white light experience. Goes to at least 200 cycles per second. What's really exciting is that something starts to automatically occur when you open up to Lambda, when you just give permission, you don't want to be driving, but when you just give permission for Lambda, there's a really low brain wave. It's underneath Delta, underneath Delta, which goes down to 0.5 cycles per second. So underneath your sleep is a brain wave called infra low. And a lot of therapists are trying to get people to go into that infra low because it's where we store trauma in the physical body. They do EMDR, hypnosis, but you know, it's really hard to get there because our trauma self, which is chemical and emotional, doesn't always want to go there. It doesn't feel very good. So when we get to Lambda, those Lambda waves seem to turn around and come back, kind of like the mother coming back for her child and go into the infra low and start freeing us from the trauma. Huh. Isn't that beautiful? I'm, I know you've had examples of healing from this. Yes, I have. And I believe once we start to allow, we invite that trauma healing, those infra low brain waves start to shift and they turn into something they call epsilon because scientists have to name everything, right? Which is just whatever, it's who we are. Um, I've seen, I, I had a young man uh, working with me who had uh, cancer, prostate cancer at a very, very young age, you know, and testicular, you know, earlier than, you know, typically those show up. Though testicular can show up, you know, pretty early. I think he probably got it overseas, you know, in the military. Um, and, he, and he was doing chemo, but he couldn't, you know, kind of deal with the PTSD, the trauma, seeing some of his mates killed, you know, and the chemo just simply wasn't lowering the count, the cancer counts, you know, very low. So we just worked with the Lambda. Um, I was in the room with him. We were doing a one-on-one -on -one session and he just broke down. He started crying. He could see the spirits or the souls of those who had died when he was on duty with them, he could see them. They came to him. I mean, they didn't look like people, people, but he knew that they were there. They came to him and they said, you know, you don't have to hold our trauma also. And the chemo started to work and his traumatic stress started to really significantly go down. Like he was able to sleep at night when he hadn't been able to sleep at night. I just got goosebumps and I heard you can trust this. I Excellent. Mean, that's beautiful. It's in our bodies. The beautiful thing is you don't need a Cindy Dale to do this. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't need some fancy this and that and the other thing. It's, it's in our bodies. We have these capabilities. We're born with them. I think a lot of us use them maybe sometimes when we were little kids, certainly in other lifetimes. Um, but how do we know what to do if nobody's telling us what we can do? That's right. Well, I know it's going to start with intention, but we also need to understand it more. So ooh, now I need to know more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so uh, do we have 
technology that allows scientists to actually detect these waves? Yeah, there's different kinds of technology, you know, and they use brain scans. Um, and if you want a technology like we, the normal people, I think the best way to get access, you know, kind of through the Internet to this is music, sounds, toning. Yeah. Jerry Davis, I think he's a chiropractor. I can't remember, you know, but he works with some of these ideas, hypergamma and lambda. Um, EMDR therapists are starting to get into it. Others, uh, the by by neural beats and some of that technology is starting to stretch, you know, into this. So you can just go online and, you know, kind of tune into some YouTubes too. Yoga Nidra, I think can be really helpful at least getting into the infra low. It's basically sounding and sound patterns that can assist you as well. So your healing practice, is it primarily for healing trauma or is it physical as well? You know, it's anything. I, I, you know, it's hard for me to describe what I do. So I just say energy, healing, intuition. Uh, I love teaching. I love teaching people how they can access uh, their own powers, their own intuition and how to make their own gifts go online, you know, coax their gifts, if nothing else to go online and then use them. Um, I, you know, I think there's three categories to life, right? There's health, there's relationship and there's purpose or career. And you'd, you'd stick money in there, your housing too. So I can't really separate those out. Uh, you know, if somebody calls me for a healing issue, we may very well talk about their relationship with their mother <laughs> or grandmother or somebody the whole time. So, you yeah. know, they're very interwoven, Suzanne. I'm sure you yeah. see that with your yes, people. I just, I couldn't help but do this. It's that web where it's all connected. You know, your it's challenges all. with mom show up in your second chakra or your heart or wherever. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I'm not beating up on moms today. Okay. No, though, though my children, my I have sons, they're very clear when they have an issue with their mother. <laughs> you know, but isn't that good? I was helping my youngest son around Christmas. He'd had a back issue. He's a baseball pitcher and he had gotten COVID the year before. It settled in his back, in his electrical system, completely screwed with his mechanics. It's very traumatizing. So I was able to help him clear it up like about a year after it landed. So I'm doing healing work on them. And I don't do hands-on healing except for like my kids, right? So I'm working on them and I'm doing this, you're in preconception. What did you bring into your system? And he goes, I brought your anxiety in here. Oh, no. <laughs> and, he goes, and I said, well, is it safe to just give it back to your mother? Like, not that I'm not the mother. He goes, yep. I'm just giving it right back. <laughs> so Sounds wise. Yeah. So you, so you don't do hands-on healing. So is it, it is intuitive then you tune in and you see what the, do, do people have to tell you what their issue is or do you just see it and then you go to the root of it? It's a mix. I always like to start a session by having them tell me a little bit of what's going on, you know, cause you know, it's just sort of so much work to start with nothing. But if we start with nothing, I see images, I see colors, you know, the guy, you know what it is? It's very similar to you. I think the guides give me data. Oh yeah. They just give me data. They go, here's where you start. I often too have to slow them down the guides and go, all right, too much, too much. Let me take notes. Where do we go? What do we do? I take notes. So I make sure to get back to what's really going to be important. 
and they'll they'll indicate perhaps you know kind of you know what supplements the the person should go look at with a naturopath what to do physically where the causal issues are but you know energy is energy and it's mainly subtle i really do find that once these uh, units of energy I work with, I call them grace or scalar waves. You know, I just let the guides bring them to the client and they do the work. The guides do the work, the person's spirit does the work, um, the energy does the work, and I can often feel it in my body, right? Not in a way that I'm taking on their issues to heal them for them, but I do wanna relate to what's happening with the client. I wanna make sure this is good. This is healthy. What are they going through? I may I interrupt, please. Please. I always hear what certain guests are thinking. And just as you were saying that, you said, so the guides go in and heal it. So somebody just asked, why don't the guides just heal it anyway? Why do they need to wait to come to you? <laughs> yeah, because we're human, right? <laughs> you know what? I do believe that the brain often needs data. I think that that brain, it's a wonderful organ. Science is showing that it actually vibrates in 11 dimensions simultaneously. So the brain is great, but we haven't trained our brains. So the brain often needs a little bit of data to chew on to go, oh, I'm going to give permission for the healing to work because I understand this. Maybe a child part of us who's traumatized needs to know somebody actually has cared enough to find out what they've been going through and what happened to them. So, you know, and uh, most of us aren't really trained to hear the guides, much less hear our own intuition, you know, versus, you know, what the guys want to say. So I'm all for self-healing. I think we all ultimately do need to open to allow the healing and to be a part of it. Um, you know, but a lot of people don't even know that there's guides. I, you know, I sometimes get pictures when I'm interfacing too. So let me get you a picture I'm getting. So I'm being given, and I think it's just funny given what the stock market is doing. Like I'm seeing, you know, sort of like a, they call it the pit, don't they? Where all the stock, tra stock traders are sitting and they're calling out numbers and this. So I look, I feel like I'm looking at a pit and I can see thousands of these beings each trying to talk to one of those traders going, big mistake big mistake. <laughs> yeah. We're not listening. Yeah. 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 By the way, I got to go to the New York Stock Exchange and be on the platform when they rang the bell. It oh, was what was that like? What was it like? It was it was total chaos, just like you see in the news. And yeah, that was when I was aide to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and I'm standing right there. He got to ring the bell, but I got to stand there. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's so cool. I love stuff like that. You know, just imagine all the energy that's moving around in there too. Oh, but see, that's just, you're right. It's people say, why can't I hear more of what's going on? And it would be chaos if our brains weren't filtering out all the energy that's around us right now. And our attitudes, there's a great story in the Bible about a prophet named Elijah. And he was part of this battle against Queen Jezebel. And then he just quit. He was done. He was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not working for God anymore. Right. <laughs> Which I think we get to every so often. So he, you know, separated himself out and he's sitting under this tree. I think it's for the three days that everybody does everything in the Bible. And this angel comes to him and gives him food and then just says, well, God wants you to go back out there. And he's like, nope, nope, 
not doing it. So this is where we get that phrase most of us have heard about. So, you know, he's sort of like, well, I don't even know what God wants. And, you know, he listens in the wind, he listens here, and he can't hear what God wants. And then he gets quiet and he hears the still small voice that tells him what it is that he's to do. So we sometimes have to get quiet enough, whatever that means for who we are. Yeah, it's, it's several things you've said today are so relevant. They speak exactly to the message I got from my guides this morning that I put out on the, the Daily Way message. Uh, and it was today's was all about pausing before you speak or write or act because your human side is going to come out unless you go to that, what you're calling the God spot in the heart. And they talked about going right there to the center and getting still for just a moment. It will totally change what comes out of your mouth in an email so we don't have to say oh my god why didn't i why did i say that <laughs> i've learned that lesson over and over again <laughs> don't we all so you are i i know you're in a high energy teacher everybody listening and watching can can tell that so your courses have got to be outstanding though i know you're very practical the event you have coming up saturday the free one you're going to teach some techniques. You want to give us a preview? Yep. Very, very simple techniques. You know, we're going to be learning, you know, God spot, you know, kind of how to be in there, you know, what that's like, what that's about. Uh, you're going to be learning how to activate, you know, higher brain states or waves, you know, and you're going to be learning one of the techniques I love teaching people. I call them absolute scalar waves. They're oh, scalar waves. Yeah. I wanted to yeah. ask about those. What I, I've heard about scalar waves for years, but I, my question is always, okay, great. How do I use them to connect more clearly? Exactly. So scalar waves have been on, you know, the science docket, you know, for decades, actually. They're very unusual types of electromagnetic waves. That's what they actually are. Whereas normal light, you know, kind of moves, you know, kind of a certain way. These are called, you know, these kind of move in, in odd ways. They double up on themselves. And it, it's thought that scalar waves are most likely really the origination of life. They can, they cross time. They carry information. They most likely can move faster than the speed of light. So they can carry data faster than the speed of light. And so that's, they're pretty exclusively the types of energy I work with for healing because they can do all these things. They can even stop clocks, right? So they don't care about time. They can go back, heal an issue before you even get it. But you wouldn't be asking for the healing unless you've already gotten the issue. Let's just, you know, acknowledge that as well. So I call scalar waves by a different name also. I call them healing streams of grace because for about 20 years, I was studying some of the great but often unknown healers, you know, across time. And they all just worked with the power of love. They worked with love. They worked with love. They would gaze at people with love, bring about right. love. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what they would be able to do. And so, um, you know, to me, these scalar waves made out of a, in science, there are a certain type of light called absolute light. It casts no darkness. They're awesome. They're wonderful. They're beautiful. They're magical. They're not going to hurt anybody. They're not going to cause harm to self or others. Uh, grace to me means love in motion. And they just simply go where they need to go. They can come out of the God spot. They connect. They attach. They're exactly what it is that they're supposed to be for that person. So when 
you know, the how is simple. You've already used the word. It's intention. I was just going to say, it's got to be intention. Yeah. We, yeah. It, I just keep thinking of this phrase that, that uh, a woman asked Thomas Edison, Mr. Edison, what is electricity? And he said, madam, electricity is use it. So I may not yet understand what scalar waves are. I'm definitely going to, I have to make a note on my calendar for Saturday, even though we're just getting on the road for our summer trip Saturday, I have to tune in. I want to hear more about the scalar waves and I want to see how you use them with intention. And just, and just look them up scientifically. They're fascinating. I actually have some research from the CIA. They had to um, show all the research, you know, kind of about 10 years ago, back in the seventies, the CIA was actually using using these different kinds of scalar waves to conduct intuitive experiments and to see what could be done with them for healing purposes. So hello, <laughs> right? Is that yeah. fascinating? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go off topic and you have to forgive me, but I, I love off topic. I love that. <laughs> it's totally, it's not totally irrelevant, but when I was in the military, I had to call the CIA one day. I was in one of my tours to get some information. And in the military, we're always taught from day one, you answer the phone like this. Hello, this is uh, Commander Giesman at the US Atlantic Fleet. You're on a non-secured line. May I help you, sir or ma'am? And every time you'd call another command in the military, they answer that way. So I get the number for this contact at the CIA. I place the phone call and this voice says, hello. <laughs> Just hello. And, and I said, is this so-and-so at the CIA? And, and the guy goes, how may I help you? <laughs> but, you know, the total secrecy, it was such a shock from, but well, that's not how we do it. Yes, but we're the CIA. So, so they're all about secrecy, but it looks like the word is out here that there is energy that we can use for healing, which is what the word about. is out. And if you, I mean, it's pretty fun to research what the CIA has been doing, what NASA has been doing with different kinds of energies. You know, you sort of have to poke around a little bit. It's not illegal to find out what's over <laughs> on the web. Right. Um, but there's so many answers there. You know, my personal one of my sad spots, I guess I would say, is we have this sort of science research. We have so much knowledge of sound and light in energy healing. We intuitives know that the deceased can communicate with us. We've known this for thousands and thousands of years. So why aren't we bringing this together better, you know, for for real people with real life concerns? I think that's what Shift Network is all about. That's what your work is about. That's what I'm trying to do, you know, is make it available to people in nuggets that they can do when they're sitting at home right? You can't just fly to Russia and participate in their research, which you can't go there anyway right now. But it's but they've been at this for far longer than much of the CIA, to be honest. So I'm thinking about everybody that's listening now. They can tune in and learn from your free event about the information. The, but is this, and there's a practice. And walk this, is, so this is not just for people who want to be healers. We can use this to heal ourselves. This is a self-healing experience. That's what this is. Yep, yep. And it doesn't cost anything. It's a self-healing experience. So I actually walk people through the experience, you know, of higher brain waves, God spot, scalar waves, and helping yourself. Very cool. So you do private sessions. What is, do those look different every time or do you just tune in and see what do we need and then 
Yeah. I, you know what? I never know what's going to happen. <laughs> right. I do private sessions. They book up, you know, quite a bit out there. Um, you know, but I love to meet people where they're at. I don't want to go look them up on the internet first. You know, I want to meet. Know. Yeah, you do, you know that. Yeah. I just meet them. What's your concerns? What's going on? And honestly, I do do my own techniques. I, you know, affirm my spirit. I work on a spirit level. Uh, I do the God spot. I ask for these beautiful, wonderful scalar waves and I share the data that's coming to me. And um, I, you know, I don't believe and you're just you're like this, too. You're just you're the real Suzanne. I show up, you know, on the phone or, you know, over the net or whatever as the real me. You don't lose your personality to work with somebody. Right. So it's also a very communal experience, you know, where you're connecting with the person at the same time. Yeah, really neat. You want to share with us a wondrous story of healing? We love the, the examples. Okay. And after, you know? <laughs> so I'm going to share one that was actually very simple. I can, I, there's so many of it. Well, I'm going to go back in years. So I was working with a woman who came in to see me. This must have been 25 years ago. And I was just starting to work with some of these streams of grace, you know, and some of these, you know, kind of ideas. And she had leukemia. Uh, was going to be going into the hospital to test her blood, but she just, re you know, her white cell count, but she tested it a week before and it was very low. She was very sick. Um, and she came in and we were interfacing, you know, and I just said, you know what? There's just, I just keep hearing there's an angel that wants to heal you. There's an angel that just wants to bring grace to you. It was very simple. It wasn't complicated. You know, sometimes we go into childhood or past lives or eat this or eat that. And we both felt the angel. I mean, it was like the tip of the wing fit in the room. That was it. Like the tiniest tip of the wing. <laughs> and she, we were both shocked. She, she left, she left me a message, you know, after her, the next day after her blood count, she goes, it's, it's normal. And it stayed normal. Everything stayed normal. Nice. It, it brings up another interesting story. Um, a few years ago, I had a client come in. He was a lawyer. And it was when Fidel Castro was alive. Who He was alive forever. Fidel Castro, right? They've been in charge of Cuba forever. Um, it's sort of some branch still is. So he was going to Cuba to sell them on Fidel on the concept of setting up a bunch of Subway stores. And so he came to see me. It was mainly intuitive. He was like, how do you think it's going to go? What should I be aware of? And, you know, I got some data. And then I said, you know... I'm not that sure it's going to go well. Let's wish for the best. But I want you to be really careful on your way home. It was a chartered plane. Fidel had chartered to go. And I said, because if it doesn't go well, you could be in some danger in that plane on the way home. I mean, how else are you going to say, you know what, this guy could try to kill you, right? So after his event, he shows up a week or so, comes in for a session. The lawyer does. After the event, he goes, Cindy, let me tell you about my return trip in the plane. He goes, Fidel said no to the business. He wanted to basically rob me blind. Hello. <laughs> I'm in the plane and the first, there's two engines. The first engine dies. And he's like, oh my God, this is not good. The second engine dies, which is really not good. And no, he said, <laughs> no. But I had said, no matter what happens, remember, there's help. You can call on help. There's always help. So he said, so I prayed. 
I don't even know if he was religious. I have no idea what he believed in or not. He just started praying and he goes, I saw and felt these angels come underneath the plane and their wings expanded. And that second engine went back online and we made it back. Ooh, goosebumps. Ooh. I know. Well, you know, where's an angel when you need them? Sometimes it's hard to find them, but but they are there. Beings are there. There's help there. There's help there. Deceased we are never alone. We just have to remember to ask sometimes. Are you all listening? <laughs> That's right. You got to ask. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting because I'm expecting you to be talking about physical challenges and you know, energy healing for spiritual, emotional challenges. And the guy comes to you with a business challenge. How about that? People can come for absolutely any reason. Yes. You know. Uh-huh. Because it's energy. We're made out of energy. So, you know, the first woman's leukemia cleared up. That's amazing. But I don't think of healing as just applying to the physical aspect of our life. You know, it's about your heart. It's about relationship. You know, it's about can you get the job, you know, that's really the best job for you. I've had people with patterns where they just get fired from one job after another. You, you got to start to wonder how do they even get a job again in the first place? But it could be ancestral, right? Trauma. They're looking in the wrong area because their family was like, you know, you have to be what we want you to be, not what you want to be. So well, you, just, you just gave the key word right there. And it's patterns. And because we're talking about information that's moving energy, it gets stuck in patterns. And I'm sure you see those patterns. And then it's just a matter of either doing this for ourselves or having somebody who's intuitive to help dissolve those patterns. It's dissolving patterns. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and I most of us know when we're in a pattern because it's pretty obvious. Like, yeah. well, I just married my fifteenth alcoholic. <laughs> right. An example, yeah. yeah, right, that kind of a thing. You know, but it's really when we're in the pattern, it's hard to understand the origin. I also really think at least eighty percent of our problems, our programs, our patterns didn't really originate with us. Maybe subconsciously, we've given permission for them to run us. We inherit them. We absorb them. We stick with them. They're trained even into our chakra system, into our genetics, but they don't explain who we are. And so one of the first things I like to encourage people to do is to say, how much of this energy is mine? Right. How much of this pattern really originated with me Absolutely. and how much is not? And then you ask these scalar waves, ask spirit, your own spirit to clear, you know, through through these waves of grace. What's not yours? You're left with something manageable. You're not left with a forest fire. You've got a campfire that you can deal with. I love that. So this program headlined as finding the God spot. How would you work the God spot into everything you do? Like what you just said, you know, let's use these scalar waves to heal that, that, you know, dissolve that pattern. But I just have this feeling from what you said today that the God spot is part of everything we do. We make it part of our life, right? It's super simple. And so many different spiritual medicines, you know, talk about, you know, a really special heart point, you know, in the middle of your chest. I just come from it all the time. Once you like breathe into it, and you find it, it's sort of your home within your body. All other parts of the body are equally, you know, important and loved. So I just start in the God spot, you know, and I ask for those scalar waves, you know, a couple times a day to emanate from the God spot, go where they need to or get attached to me. You can just ride around in your life that way. 
So I just had the light bulb going over my head because I'm always teaching people, move your awareness from your head down into the area of the heart. That's the God spot. We're talking about the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's the same thing. It's, you know, in some systems, it's a heart point or conception or governor's vessel point. It's in the middle of you. And it's this energetic focal point of you as a soul, right? Absolutely. Love it. Well, Cindy, any final words you'd like to share with everybody? What do they need to hear right now? I, you know, I think it's really simple, Suzanne. I think it's just knowing you're loved. I mean, it's just, it, we're all a beloved, you know, of the divines. I, I, I feel like if we could just each of us go around even for a day and just like feel that we're loved, those patterns, those log gems, they would just be disintegrating. I think it's simple. It is simple. Yes, my guides say all the time, you are so very loved. And I can see why your students love you, Cindy. Thank you for sharing with us. Great energy, a lot of, a lot of insights, new stuff that I have never heard. So trust me, I'm going to dive in, putting your event on my calendar for Friday. I'll be listening as we roll down the highway. I'll have my headphones on. I'll say, dive in. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cindy. Thanks, All Suzanne. Right. It was a pleasure. Everybody, I hope you'll join me Tuesday night. I'll be on the road, but I have found a great place to do uh, my monthly connection webinar from. I'll be coming to you from New Bern, North Carolina. I hope you can join me. You can check that out. A uh, little thumbnail right under the banner on my webpage. Hope to see you Tuesday night. But meanwhile, everybody, you just go out and have a great rest of the day. Remember what Cindy said, what, what we're always saying, you are love in expression. Y'all have a great rest of the day. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. <laughs>